see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good every morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Monday, April 17th, 2023, and this is episode 375 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. That's another episode of Coffee with Brian. Monday morning, Monday morning, Monday morning, morning. Josh, uh, I see James dropped in a little earlier, and Ryan, how you doing? Hit that brew button. Happy Monday morning. It's Monday. Back at it. Back at it. Um, I think I'm over on uh, Noster Ness right now. I think um, we're doing a little test run this weekend and uh, and it seemed to work. So I threw it up over there and uh, we'll see what happens. Doing some uh, doing some brainstorming and uh, trying to figure out if that is something I want to pursue um in line with the show separate from the show or whatever so things might get a little weird um here the first 10 minutes or so uh Corey's still letting the dogs in and out this morning so it is a circus it's a circus in here i'm guessing the camera is going to bounce all around um the dogs are going to make all sorts of noise usually this is done um uh, 10 15 minutes before the show starts so it'll be different it'll be different for sure morning mike v how are we doing this morning thanks for dropping in and james 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 is still there james i'm very glad you're still here is everybody drinking this morning i think i'm into uh some fto blonde espresso yeah that pto blonde really gets that energy cranking Whew. I think that's a new uh, new tagline, new tagline for uh, for old scrambling there with his FTO blonde. But uh, transfer that energy from the beans to yourself. <laughs> morning, Robin. Oh, you got some local uh, local beans this morning. Nice. Ah, man, that stuff is good. That stuff is good for sure blondes do that uh yeah never been uh never been um not can't say that i haven't been attracted to blondes i uh i've never had a real long-term stable relationship with a blonde um interesting interesting well today we're going to be doing that perfect cup question of the day we're going to be doing um uh history segment here i think i'm going to do that right after the perfect cup ryan went through and did a, a fantastic job and and sent me history segments for the first three days this week already actually it might have been four um i just have them piled in an email folder but i was looking at today's and it is pretty in depth it is um i like it i like it so i might i might wait um I might wait and do that after the perfect cup, give that a little segment. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shuffling things up with the show and checking things out. Oh, it looks like Josh joined over on Noster Nest. Josh, how is the volume over there? Is it sound all right? I see it popped in there and uh, it looks like I made you a moderator or something maybe uh, last time. But um, I see I got you on the stage. I wouldn't be able to hear you. I don't have the volume on in my other browser tab. And if I did, I think it might... Um, it might uh, bleed over. I don't know. 
I don't know about having conversations during the show, but the idea might be to uh, pop over there after and do a little bit of an after show. It's a little more, it's a little louder and more echoey. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. I'll have to jump on there when you, uh, when you're doing a show and, and kind of see the other end too, but uh, redheads are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, redheads um, have that. Uh, they're known for that. And that's likely because they don't have a soul. Um, but anyway, it's coming up on five minutes here. Let's get this perfect qu- perfect cup question of the day out of the way. And then we'll roll with a uh, little history and get into uh, the topics of the show. Wait for this dog to come in real quick. All right, everyone, it's time for the 56th edition of The Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group. That's t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. I post a question there the day before and uh, and look for some replies. I've also been dropping it all over social media. Yesterday, I did a test run and just threw it up on Noster. Got some decent feedback. Got some uh, likes, some zaps, and a couple comments that I'll share with you in just a second. But look for that post across social media. Comment on the question. Get your answer heard. I'll take them into all consideration. And then uh, we'll go over them the next day, and I will give you my thoughts, too. It's the Perfect Cup question of the day. And today's question is, what harsh truths do you prefer to ignore? What harsh truths do you prefer to ignore? Huh. There's a lot of them. I mean, for me, I, I mean, uh, ignore, um, ignore intentionally because I've realized that um, they are what they are and uh, it is what it is. And I'm, I'll work on those later, I guess, is, is, is the way I look at things like this. I got some pretty decent feedback in uh, the Telegram group. A couple guys, uh, a couple guys, I think we're joking, but uh, I, in in all jokes, isn't, isn't there a thread of seriousness? Uh, Kyle, Kyle Butcher number two says that he his harsh truth that he he has um, but prefers to ignore is that he has white rhythm. Um, I have never seen him dance, but I can only imagine just uh, interacting with the guy over the last few months. Uh, Josh says, bitches ain't nothing but tricks and hoes. Um, I don't know if that's an absolute truth. (laughs) James weighed in with, uh, that it's not really his thing, uh, that he doesn't ignore the harsh truths. And he says that he accepts and corrects and moves on. Uh, his mother says that he's never, she's never seen anyone use truth as a weapon like him. I mean that's a good a good thing. Uh, I think it can be um, a detriment at some points. Not necessarily a bad thing, but it could probably derail you a little bit, or um, derail you, or kind of keep you keep you held back a little bit at some points. Sometimes you got to feather some things around. But when you're accepting truths with uh, harsh truths with yourself. It's not, it's all right. It's all right. But I think in general, if um, truth as a weapon can be rough, very effective, but rough. Uh... 
Uh, Ryan over Telegram Group says there is never enough time. That is a harsh truth that he, sorry, bear. <laughs> Dog, like trying to put his jowls over top of my keyboard and that does not work very well. All the rhythms are, or all the, all the routines are off this morning. So things might get a little squirrely at some point today. Um, but Ryan over at Telegram Group says there's never enough time. Uh, don't we all say that? And then when you really step back and look at it, um, is the truth that there's never enough time or that we say there's never enough time? Or are you talking bigger picture? Like the truth is we're never going to have enough time on this earth and we choose to ignore it and, and push along. I mean, it could go quite a few different ways. Oh, there's going to be time for that. I gotcha. I gotcha. I see you in the comments there. So there's going to be, there's never, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you ignore the fact that uh, procrastination happens, <laughs> that we always feel like there's going to be time to get to stuff and it's not going to happen. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, Philippine Nomad, how you doing this morning, Mike? I'm glad you joined in. Um, and next in the telegram was um, Eric. Eric dropped in there that he'll, <laughs> I like this one, that he'll never most likely ever get to chance to use three quarter of the cool ass gear that he's acquired over the years and that the zombies may never come. Yeah, um, I went down a few different paths with this. Man, I got to get a new camera mount. This it's driving me nuts. Can't I can't uh, imagine if it's it can be too uh, appealing to watch for you guys. Uh but I've I I traveled down this road with uh, a lot of things. Um prepping is one of them, of course. But you you get into a mode where you start accumulating things and you just need more. You want more. You want the newest, the latest, the greatest and then all of a sudden you step back and go if I needed to use this last thing that I, uh, I just bought that there's probably no chance that I would still be alive to use it. Or you realize that, um, there's a line, there's a line for sure. <laughs> James says procrastination is like masturbation. You are only screwing yourself. That is a t-shirt. That is a t-shirt for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely got to check. Put that on my list. I'm trying to copy and paste it here, but it is not working. Um, anyway, those were the Telegram comments. Then we got into some other discussion. It was um, it was an interesting evening in the in the Lost Project chat yesterday. Um, Mike says he echoes the procrastination. That's one of the truths that he he definitely ignores. Um, I got some a couple answers over on Noster that I thought were really good. I threw that up there real quick and I was going to just stay to the, to the telegram page and the Noster, uh, my Noster feed and Annie over on Noster. Annie, by the way, your mugs should be arriving today or tomorrow at the latest. If you're listening, uh, Annie was one of the people that has uh, purchased one of the Bitcoin supply formula mugs over there on Noster for lightning. Um, yeah, it's going pretty good over there. I like it. I like it. If you haven't checked it out, definitely consider it. Uh, I got a video on YouTube, help you sign up and, uh, and join us and start learning. You can always reach out to me if you need help. But Annie, uh, Annie wrote that, uh, she'll most likely never get a chance to, or wait, oh no, 
I copied and pasted Eric's. <laughs> oh, let me pull it up right here real quick. I have it. Um, <laughs> Annie. Oh, man. I forgot to hit. I forgot to hit control V or control C before I hit control V. Uh, where are you, Annie? Um, here. And it was good. And that's why I wanted to make sure I grab it. But her harsh truth, harsh truth that she chooses to ignore is not everyone will agree with my opinion. And I tend, I try, tend to try to convince people that I'm right. This is something that once I realized I've worked really hard to accept. Um, I was really, really bad at this earlier, early in my life early in um, before I, I realized this fact that um, it isn't a matter of right and wrong that people are going to disagree with you and they can just do that. They can just disagree with you for whatever reason. And it's not my job to convince them if they want to have a discussion about things. I can, I can lay out what I think and why I do. And if I have a logical, a logical reason, reasoning and, um, logical defense of my argument or whatever, then they will kind of come to me and, uh, and, and agree, or maybe they won't. And that's okay. That's okay. <coughs> my God, I need to fix that thing. Um, James says people don't change their minds. It's not worth the time to argue. Correct. Um, especially arguing. I've had very well, what we consider now arguing I've had very productive conversations with people that are willing to have the conversation both directions. Uh, I have been, I've had my mind changed. I've also um, changed other people's mind, but it was an open-ended discussion. It was, we both went into it understanding that this is, this was the purpose. Like we're going to discuss this topic and maybe you might look at it different. I've had that happen rarely, rarely. And the conditions have to be, the conditions have to be right. And I think both people have to be in the right mindset. They have to be the right personalities and uh, have to mesh well. And it can happen. And it can happen. It doesn't have to happen. We all form our own opinions through our own uh, experiences and things like that. And maybe we don't see things the same. So thanks, Annie, for weighing in over on Noster. And then Luke, uh, Luke had the icing on the cake there, literally says, I spoil my kids too much. And I think a lot of people with kids do and don't want to admit it. And even the ones that do admit it, uh, try to ignore it and just keep going. And then there's the ones that have fully, uh, <laughs> have fully, either stop spoiling their kids or just know it and uh, and accept it and roll with it. So it is what it is, guys. Um, harsh truths that I ignore. Um, I think that um, I'm too busy to do other things. And I'm busy. But I think I could be more efficient, always. Um, the truth is, I don't know. I don't know. And I go back and forth both ways. Why am I not doing more and why, or I should really dial back and, um, and not be so busy. 
I go back and forth. So I don't know what the answer is. I think it's um, it's something. It's a lot of uh, organizational, and uh, I I chat I chase chase uh, ideas too. So those are my truths, my truths, and uh, that I choose to ignore and just keep plugging away. Um, let's see. Pippinized in the comments says I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make it thirsty. Correct. James saying, uh, James says, saying me being too harsh is holding me back. I don't think so. Very few people can handle me, but very few people are worth what little time I have. And there is that. There is that. I, I've gotten to a point. I don't know necessarily know if being too harsh is holding you back. Being you is putting you in contact with the people that you need to be in contact with that that jive with you that interact with you that spur spur creativity or spur action um so yeah i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but anyway i think it's time to wrap up the perfect cup for monday that was a pretty nice light question uh ran through and uh, yeah people had people had answers to throw out there so it's nice uh, this has been another episode of the perfect cup you can find it monday through friday on my full podcast the pop the lots project podcast usually do it in the first five to ten minutes and it only runs 10 minutes ish as we dis- discover <laughs> as we explore the question the answers that the community gave and my thoughts I appreciate you joining. Be sure to check out theperfectcup.shop for all your premium air roasted coffee needs, thelotsproject.com for all your Lots Project merch and uh, find out more about us. And this has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. I thank you for listening. And now back to the main show. Oh, all right. All right. How we doing? How we doing? Hey, over there on Noster, I see somebody popped in over there, uh, test running this thing for the first time over on on uh, on Noster, and uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. See how I want to utilize this. Josh and I have been kind of digging in over the weekend. He is gone, uh, totally apeshit, uh, kind of diving into everything and figuring out some stuff. I uh, I've been mm, yeah, a little bit behind him. But definitely exploring and growing my network and learning what I can over there. And one of the things that popped up was uh, Noster Nests. And uh, what this is, is kind of like a chat room. Uh, kind of like a, a audio chat room, basically. Um, it's it's very similar to the interface that Clapper had for its radio uh, that I was kind of interested in exploring. But I think this is uh, better. I think this is a better platform i think it'll work better um and just trying to figure out how to use it how to spin it into the show so as of right now we're just going to uh, open the nest in the morning before the show and broadcast there after the show depending on what i have going on i might shut the show down and go over just on nests and uh, maybe record a little bit of an after show where we can have community interaction uh people in the audience can come on and discuss Maybe what we talked in the show, maybe the the perfect cup question, we can keep discussing that. Or if there's any ideas that um, that really, I don't know, hang out for a little bit and bullshit. Hang out. Um, 
kind of yeah james says it's kind of like chaos and needs a text chat um yeah i don't know if it needs a text chat uh for what purpose it had when it was when it was developed i think this was more of a um it was more of a feature for developers to brainstorm to have meetings um to work on things uh we're taking we're taking a functionality of something that probably wasn't intended to do what i'm doing with it and um retrofitting it into our needs so that's kind of what you do it's kind of what you do so i don't know give it a shot mess around with it it doesn't take any extra for me to just hit unmute over there so we'll see we'll see how it goes and uh yeah that's Noster. that's what i'm going to talk about it this weekend if you're not on you want to get on it uh, let me know or check out my video on YouTube and the, the quick and dirty uh, sign up and uh, figure it out later. So uh, Josh says the text component would be nice, but I think that will come later. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Um, I think it'll change quite a bit. I think it'll change quite a bit. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about uh, what we got to talk about today on my list. I have uh, pizza at a Mexican restaurant. And not for us. Uh, my notes said tar and feather dog. And that is us being tarred and feathered, not the dog. And uh, I really think I found the optimal date to change the toilet. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. The Noster video is a bit fast for me, or you didn't use enough crayons. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to slow down and go back and use it. The problem with, um, I mean, that that's that thing on YouTube, they have a, a, a pause button and a rewind and a really cool scroll bar there that you can go back and forth in the video. But the problem was, it was I was doing it on my phone and screen recording it. You don't know how long it's going to take to to explain the things as you're recording them. And then you go back and you're, you're doing voiceover and you're like, and, and you're trying to get it fit in. And it, it's a mess. It's that style of making videos. I'm, I'm horrible at it. I really am uh, with voiceover and things. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but anyway, Friday night, Corey and I decided to go back to that Mexican restaurant that's down in town. Uh, it's basically like the restaurant, the the restaurant. Um, so <laughs> it was good. It was really good when we went there. Uh, we wanted to go back. Uh, there was something else on the on the menu I wanted to try. I got the Chili's Colorado, the Chili Colorado. It was it was fantastic. It was like steak with a, a decently spicy red sauce. And it was weird. I was talking to Corey before we went live or uh, before we ordered our food, before we went live, before we ordered our food. And I was telling her back um, in the day, I worked with a lot of I worked with a lot of um, Mexicans. I worked with a lot of Ecuadorians. I worked with a lot of um, Hondurans. And it was interesting to see everybody goes, oh, Mexican food is spicy. Man, most of the Me most of the Mexican um, guys I worked with didn't like spicy food. They really didn't. Uh, a little bit of heat, but if you if you brought it, like if I brought in chicken wings and I brought in um, 
if if I brought in chicken wings and they were spicy, the the my Mexican coworkers wouldn't like them. But they would eat this deeper heat is I don't know how to explain it. Um, the heat where it's spicy and then it doesn't linger in your mouth. Uh, it hits you a little bit and then it's gone and not very intense. And that was the stuff that they would make for me. And I don't know if it's regional in Mexico, uh, but these guys were from the Chihuahua, Chihuahua province. Um, if that makes any difference, I don't know. Uh, the Ecuadorian dudes, whew, they would put a hurting on you. Um, they would put a hurting on you with their food. And this is my experience. I don't know if this is for all of their culture. These just happen to be the gentlemen that I meet and I knew where they were from. But I was telling Corey about this and that uh, the Mexican cuisine that I got from from actual Mexican guys instead of going to a Mexican restaurant in the United States uh, wasn't necessarily spicy. So when I when I would when I ordered it, it had a little bit of a chili pepper next to it in the in the menu. Like this is a spicy thing. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go back. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I want this super spicy thing, but I was like, it sounds really good. It, it said it was sliced steak in a, in, a, in a spicy red sauce and this and that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I ordered it and it came out phenomenal. Phenomenal. When I took the first bite, I realized that um, I realized they knew what the fuck they were doing at this restaurant. It was exactly what I had had um, back when I had guys from Mexico making me lunch or when we would have a cookout on a Saturday. I'll be back here. Hey, there we are. There we are. Um, anyway, it was traditional uh, Mexican food, and this this was spot on. It was absolutely spot on. It was fantastic. I was plowing it into my mouth and uh, enjoying it greatly. And I I look up, and the owner's walking in, and he's got a pizza box in his hand. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> so as he's walking by, I go, hey. Where'd you get the pizza? <laughs> he says, he says, uh, <laughs> got it next door. I'm like, what? He says, yeah, a new, a new restaurant opened up, uh, a couple of, a couple of spots down there and they got really good pizza. <laughs> I go, Hey, wait, is it thin crust? He said, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I looked at Corey and I said, well, I got another one to try. <laughs> But yeah, we were uh, we were in there, and uh, yeah, owner walks in with a uh, owner walks in with a pizza, and it sounds like the pizza's pretty good at the new restaurant down the street. So we have the Mexican restaurant, and we have the new place that has pretty good thin crust pizza. So I think I'm gonna have to check that out uh, before we leave, since we're gonna be here for a while. But yeah, the Mexican place was uh, is is good. It's definitely good food, good quality food. Um, it's not 
frozen out of a box. No, you can tell that it's it's made pretty fresh. And I watch Kitchen Nightmares, um, so I know. I know. Um, yeah, excited to try the pizza. Don't know when that's going to happen. Josh says, uh, yes, I will have pepperoni, Kyle. Pepper pepperoni on a thin crust pizza. And, and it sounded like that's what that guy enjoyed, too. I didn't ask him what his topping preference was, but um, if my nose was working right... And it was getting kind of kind of cleaned out from the from the spice of the chilies. Um, yes, yes, it was pepperoni. But anyway, next on my list is tar and feather dog. Corey and I were having a discussion this weekend about uh, our dogs and how disgusting they are, really, um, and like how to express that to people, how to let them know what um how infuriating i guess mm, not really infuriating just how gross it is and so we started talking and she says yeah they like tar and feather you was this having to do with uh, your fan that was on that day when he would do the shake and the the fan would blow the hair yeah. okay yeah i mean there's so many disgusting things that uh, that i could describe to you from these animals um, but this is one of them. This is one of them. So Corey in the morning will be laying in bed and we all get greetings. I, I've, I've talked at length, I think, about uh, Norman coming and jumping up in bed with me with a toy and jamming it in my face and then singing with me while I rub his belly every morning, every morning. Well, we don't sing every morning, but definitely he, uh, he pushes a toy in your face and jumps up and rolls on his back. And um, I don't know. It's not bad. It's actually, I told him if he could just lay on his back and cuddle with me all night, that way it'd be cool. It'd be cool. But I think he's scared. <laughs> but uh, regardless, we were talking about this and Corey uh, will be laying in bed. Norman likes to do the same thing. Walter likes to come and say good, good morning in the morning and he'll come over and stick his big wet face in your face and then turn around and sit on you. Um, but one of the things that he really likes to do, especially when there's a box fan on the floor blowing the air, uh, he will come and go, he'll go get a drink of water out of his bowl, drink, 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 drink. And the water just drains out of their jowls and, uh, the slobber forms while they're drinking. And it's this weird egg, egg white consistency stuff. Um, it's really hard to explain. But it'll be dripping off their face. And, like, it literally has the consistency to where it can drip off their cheeks. And sometimes it'll make it to the ground in one string. Like, you know in Big Daddy or when you were a kid and you tried to, like, take a loogie and let it drop out of your mouth and then suck it back in and, and it go farther and farther? That's what my dog's mouths look like on a regular basis. Like, that shit's just hanging out of there. Back and forth. Well, when the dog shakes his head, it doesn't stay on his lips. When the dog shakes his head, it flies everywhere. Like you can fly, like literally if you walked into our trailer, you would think that it was a porn studio. I'm serious. Like I'm not being gross. I'm not being like, if you look around here and we try to clean we try with these dogs and it's definitely a losing effort between the hair, the slobber, the dog food and all of it. But you'll just be 
kind of looking around right now. Look at this. I'm just glancing over here. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get the camera over there, but I have in front of me right up here in front. I can touch it. Here is some cabinets. Um, they're over what used to be a couch. Uh, I'm looking up at the bottom of the cabinet right now, and there is a big wad of hair and slobber like hanging from the bottom of the cabinet. Now, after the show, I'll, I will grab that and take it down because I'm like, now that I've noticed it, but literally you can walk around our camper in random places. You'll just be standing doing something and you'll kind of glance over at the wall and there'll be a big wad of slobber stuck to the wall, the ceiling, everywhere, the doors. I was looking at our picture, our picture over here. That's kind of traveled with us our whole life together uh, since our first house. Uh, yeah, I was looking at it the other day. I was like, oh my God, there's a tear in our picture. No, it's a wad of dog slobber that flew up there and like it sticks and then it hardens and then you don't notice it because it's like rubber cement and then you'll see it and you'll like have to peel it off. So this is the consistency of the stuff and how it flies around in, 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 uh, in random places. But in the morning, Walter will come in and say hi to Corey. Sometimes lick her excessively. Does he lick you like he licks me in the morning? No, he doesn't lick you too much. But he will, uh, he'll shake his head. And the water and the slobber will go everywhere. They'll go everywhere. On her. And then he goes and stands in front of the fan. And the fan blows all his loose dog hair. Because I don't care how much you brush these dogs. They're always shedding. Always. Middle of summer, middle of winter. doesn't matter. They're shedding. And it will blow the hair across and it will stick wherever they got the they got the um the slobber. Yeah. Tar and feathered. Tar and feathered by Saint Bernard. Love them to death, guys. I, I love them to death, but never again. Never again. Dave says he doesn't get slobbery breeds. Yeah, we won't again. Or long hair. <laughs> no, no long hair or slobber. Um, <clears throat> I think it's funny. Corey and I were actually talking about it the other day. I think it's funny when people are like, oh, I have a lab that slobbers. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> oh, my, 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 uh, my chihuahua slobbers all over my leg. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, oh, Great Pyrenees. Kyle's got Great Pyrenees. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Same, same thing. Newfoundlands. Uh, anything with that big poofy hair, and then the jowls. The jowls and the the, the slobber are uh, are just are just nuts but james also says he uh he usually only buys girls because unlike people bitches are easier to control um yeah that's not the way it happens in our house because um there's one top bitch in my house and uh she doesn't compete so all boys all boys and uh the majority of them don't have balls i still have mine she says those need to go too. <laughs> uh, 
Josh says, I regret the coon hound. And um, James says that the Great Pyrenees should be outside with the livestock. And Kyle says, yes, it should be. LOL. Yeah. Um, the Bernards. Definitely. If I could give you one piece of advice on dogs, definitely don't get the St. Bernard. I mean, no, go ahead if you want. Be forewarned, though, that it is. Beethoven isn't an exaggeration. Would you say that's accurate? Everybody laughs and thinks it's crazy. It's not. It's like an accurate true story. So. <laughs> Josh says he'll have, or uh, excuse me, Kyle says he'll have all the boys there and uh, won't have female dogs again. Yeah. Yeah. Corey's pretty, pretty set on, on male dogs. I think there definitely is a, um, a dominance factor there. And. I don't know if I could deal with that shit either. So we'll get boys. We'll get boys. Just easier. Just easier for us. And then she can put their balls in a jar and just taunt them with them and uh, and be in control. So uh, what's that? I got one last thing on the list today. Um, we, we realized, well, I have. Corey knew. She says she knew. She said that uh, she said I was late and I knew I was late, but I thought I had enough time. For changing the changing the toilet. Now we didn't have any huge um, issues like we did before with um, with the liquid or anything like that. But man, it got stanky. It got stanky, and I think it was about two to three days, maybe too late. And on the calendar, we had marked um, that was about a week overdue. But it's still touch and go. Like, I'm still trying to feel out where that sweet spot is. Um, we dealt a lot with the, the extra liquid um, for a few cycles, and um, that caused uh, some pretty nasty stank. Didn't know if that was because it was too full, that, you know. So we're just trying to feel it out. Now that we have the liquid thing figured out, we have kind of that flow going. Now I'm trying to dial in the appropriate amount of time. And it should it should change, you would think. Like, do you poop the same amount every day? The same amount, the same consistency, that like is it exactly the same every day? I don't. So I think it's a it's a it's a range there. But um I think I'm gonna stick to the date. I think the date we found uh plus or minus a day actually probably not minus a day i think the date might be just on the very low end um and i think we have a day on the other side so i was about a week i think it was about a week after maybe five to six days after what we had targeted to change it and it was a little too far it wasn't horrible um but it was too full you had to dick around with it um, on a daily basis to make sure there was room for a new deposit. But yeah, the smell was there. It wasn't working as efficiently. So I think we really dialed in that. Um, I think it's two weeks. We decided two and a half weeks, two weeks, um, which like I said, I, I was trying to extend that out. The cocoa core isn't that expensive. And uh, getting rid of it isn't that bad, especially the cleaning. And this is what I uh, <laughs> this is what I figured 
figured out after the fact was if I'm okay with the cost of the, the garbage bag and the cocoa core, um, why not just do it early when it's not full and get it done? It's quicker. It's easier. It smells less. Um, it smells less on a day to day. Eh, I shouldn't say that it smells less on a day to day. It smells on a, a less on a use to use. Um, once, once it kind of, <laughs> here you go. When you use it, you spin it up. Um, when it gets too full, you have to spin it more. And when you spin it more, it stinks more. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to me, Ryan, about being uh, obvious. Uh, <laughs> Kyle says, won't be after that Mexican food. Actually, the Mexican food, it's not like Taco Bell, man. Um, someone, <coughs> someone, someone Kyle's wife works with just got a St. Bernard puppy because his daughter likes Clifford. Clifford isn't a fucking St. Bernard. What? What? Oh, God help the children of this world. St. Bernard because of Clifford. Oh, anyway. Anyway, got to be more consistent on the toilet. I think uh, I will be way happier. Corey will be definitely way happier. And uh, so, yeah, it's on the schedule. It's on the schedule. But it wasn't bad. I am Since we got the liquid thing figured out, it has been 100 times better. Uh, it was great to start the liquid issue we came and then we figured out what was going on if you want to find out what that kind of roll back um roll back into like december i think was when we were dealing with that and figured that out uh basically the urine diverter was plugged and uh, the urine was not diverting uh once that got figured out it's been great again uh cory and i were actually talking and we talked uh on the live that we did together and also with red flyer media that we don't want to go back to um, running or uh, indoor plumbing, septic, city plumbing. Um, this is much better. Even for everything I talk about, um, not changing it in time or the liquid issue we had, all of that, I have come to the determination that a composting toilet is 1,000 times better than a normal toilet. We used it and went back to indoor plumbing and went back we went back to the composting toilet we don't neither of us neither of us we both agreed separately and talked about it randomly that we both prefer the composting toilet even for any of the issues that we've had with it um yeah it's great it's great i'm sorry kyle kyle says the only mexican food they get is taco bell sorry man sorry sorry um i think that's what i got that's what i got for today we're up on 45 minutes uh i think i'm gonna drop off here and uh while i dick around i'll pull up that uh i'll pull up that noster nest if somebody drops in and wants to say hi um yeah i don't know how long i'll hang out today i gotta uh, get that workflow figured out in the morning so i have some time uh before um before cory uh 
gets her stuff fired up and I have other stuff to do for the day. So trying to figure that workflow out, whether I'll just do the show there, do an after party or maybe do uh, or to an after show there or maybe uh, utilize it at another point during the day. I don't know. I don't know. We will see. But anyway, Gingerbread Farm says blacks or composting toilet with black soldier flies. Fuck no, dude. No bugs in the toilet. Nope. Nope. No bugs in the toilet. Um, you can do your black soldier flies. Oh, after? After. Oh, after it's composted. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It breaks down pretty good. Literally, when you change it, unless unless you used it like right before that, there is very, very little stuff that you would look at and go, oh, that's poo. So I don't know. I don't know if the flies are going to want to get into it at that point. Maybe. Maybe. I, I haven't dug into black slow soldier flies. Um, uh, you want the link for the Noster Nest? Um, Kyle, if that's what you're looking for, it's pinned in the Telegram group. Um, oh, I guess I can grab it here. I forgot that I had it in this website here. Uh, but yeah, I haven't looked too much into black soldier flies. If you, uh, if you are interested in black soldier flies, uh, you might want to get a hold of K bonk. K bonk is, uh, is putting together a black soldier fly larva kit, uh, to get you started on black soldier flies. So check that out. If you're looking, uh, trying to figure out what, uh, what, I, who a K bonk is or how to get in touch with them, definitely just reach out to me. You can email me at info at the lostproject.com. Oh my God, I forgot to do the history segment. Holy shit. Sorry, Ryan. Let's rock through that real quick here before I get, uh, before I wrap up. Uh, yeah. Great. I need to get my, uh, get my head out of my ass. And, uh, I think I'll blame it all on the weird schedule this morning. So anyway, anyway, um, Monday, April 17th. Thanks for doing the history segment, Ryan. Uh, 1492, Spain and Christopher Columbus signed the capitulations of Santa Fe for his voyage to Asia to acquire spices. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then we had some Civil War stuff. 1861, the state of Virginia's secession convention votes to secede from the United States, later becoming the eighth states to join the Confederate States of America. CSA. I got lots of CSA graves on my uh, on my phone for sure. 1863, American Civil War. Um, Grierson's raid begins. Troops under Union Army Colonel Benjamin uh, Gerson attack central Mississippi. 1864, uh, the Battle of Plymouth begins. Confederate forces attack Plymouth, North Carolina. 1905, Supreme Court of the United States decides in Lochner v. New York, which holds the right to free contact, is implicit, which holds that right to free contract is implicit in due process clause of the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. Uh, and a little note on that, the underlying case began in 1899 when Joseph Lochner, a German immigrant who owned a bakery in Utica, New York, I know where that is, was cha was charged with violating New York Bake Shop Act of 1895. The Bake Shop Act had made it a crime for New York bakeries to employ bakers for more than 10 hours per day or 60 hours per week. Here we go with labor laws. 10 hours a day? What are you supposed to get baked in that amount of time? 
eight, uh, 1912 Russian troops opened fire on uh, on striking goldfield workers in northeast Siberia, killing at least 150. The strike had pre- been provoked by exceptionally harsh working conditions, and when the strike committee was arrested, a large crowd marched in the protest. They were fired on by Russian soldiers of the Imperial Russian Army, causing hundreds of casualties. Damn, pulling gold. Uh, a 1961 Bay of Pigs invasion, a group of Cuban exiles financed the tra- financed and trained by the CIA lands at the Bay of Pigs in Cuba with aim of ousting Fidel Castro, a failed mich- military landing operation on the southwestern coast of Cuba in 1961 by Cuban exiles covertly financed and directed by the United States. Weird, weird. The United States was meddling in things. let's see uh 2014 nasa's kepler space telescope confirms the discovery of the first first earth-sized planet in habitable zone of another star happy birthday 19 or 1741 samuel chase 1820 alexander cartwright and uh he threw in some death days we're going to do death days on Monday where we get to um, see who died on this day. Uh, in 485, uh, Proculus, the Greek, the Greek mathematician and philosopher. In 1790, Benjamin Franklin bit the dust, American inventor, publisher, and politician. 1882, George Jennings, English engineer, plumber, and inventor of the flush toilet. Yeah, he can have it back. He, uh, he took a dirt nap. And 2003, Robert Atkins, physician, cardiologist, and creator of the Atkins diet. And I don't know if this was um, a joke or not, but I'm pretty sure the dude died of a heart attack. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. I'm going to skip the item of the day today. It was the Mueller French Press. You know the deal. The links are down there. Um, I'm running a little late because I forgot the history segment. We will be sure to get a better schedule for tomorrow and hit that up right after the perfect cup. I will get a show format going and we will uh, actually stick to it. So I appreciate that, Ryan, for you uh, doing all that hard work. And it makes my job easy. Other than that, guys, I'm going to wrap it up for a Monday. You can always find me at thelostproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. Make it a great day, guys. Make it a great week. Fired up. Get get wound up. Get a bunch of shit done this week. And uh, yeah, let's roll into spring. I can see the light